Good afternoon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Sam. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm turning off my royalty-free background music, and it's called Cooking Show Music, Free Copyright Music. Now, it's funny you should say that, because that is really close to what we're about to be doing any minute now, isn't it? Is it? I think it is. <laughs> What's the topic, then? I think it's food, isn't it? <laughs> it is food. And where did, where did we get that idea from? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Well, it was from our lovely correspondent, Wazahat, wasn't it? Because he said it next week we is. should do... We should do food or domestic violence, and um, we chose food. Well, we had a bit of a we had a debate about it, didn't we? I mean, it wasn't as if we just went like, let's go straight for um, food, because we, you know, we we debated it, but we thought that given that we're a comedy podcast, you yeah, know, we'd we'd already touched upon some rather dark subject matter last week, so yeah, so we'd err on the side of caution and go with food this week. So hopefully yeah. Wazahat will appreciate that and uh, he'll call in later and, and tell us uh, um, how he's getting on and uh, what he's learned uh, language-wise from this uh, hour's worth of the podcast. Yeah, well, um, he, he is one of our followers now, um, like a disciple of, of, of ours. So, yeah, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll tune in in a moment. He'll get his notifications on his mobile. Um, because he can, because he can, because that's the age we live in now, isn't it? Because of the lockdown, because of the uh, coronavirus, now we're all connected. We're all alone, but we're all connected because all of the adverts I watched, every single fucking one of them tells me uh, via a series of people talking through Zoom and um, Microsoft Teams that we're all alone, but we're now all connected. And yeah. it's, it's endearing and heartwarming to know that you know the advertising world has has you know tuned into the zeitgeist and um found a way of of selling more products based on the awful experiences we're going through which yeah you know, i mean i feel like i'm in an outpost here i mean i'm i'm stuck here staring out of my window at, at yeah. people walking by in masks but because of technology we're all connected and that's what i love about this uh, global pandemic is that we've discovered now that we yeah. are all alone but we're also connected too which is great news yeah i mean i ordered a new um mobile phone the other day it, it's got oh, yeah. four 4g internet bluetooth um, oh yeah yeah and it, it was posted, snazzy ones yeah it's a smartphone and it was mm. posted out to me um within I think an hour of me ordering it and it arrived the next day, even amidst all this nonsense. Good God. I mean, that's the human spirit, isn't it? I mean, we, you know, yeah. we, we were able to send people in, in, into space, you know, to the moon in the last century, but now we can get a mobile phone within 24 hours and we don't even have to move. We literally don't even have to move apart from our fingers and our eyes. We don't have yeah. To move, do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I Oh, it, yeah, it's it's the sad truth, and I think a film that sort of captures that idea that that explores it is um, the Disney film Wall Wally Wally. Oh, Wally, isn't it? Or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it yeah about the robot and the fat people that don't move. And oh yeah, do you want me to do my impression? Go on then. Wally, you've got his accent. Ro robot oh, accent, I, yeah. perfect on, perfect oh, no, on. I just, 
I, I just basically uh, took the bit when he says Wally. I took that bit and I looped it over fourteen thousand times just to get it right. You know, that that took about a week, but I mean, I, I was glad yeah. I spent all that time doing it. I think that's the same method. That's the Papalado method, isn't it? Because Nicky Papalado uses that technique to um, to uh, get all of his um, his impressions down to hone them. Oh, Nicky Papalado's impressions. He is he's legend, isn't he? Um because we interviewed him last week, didn't we? And it was uh, it was pretty dark at times, but yeah. you know. Um interestingly enough, he's now got a Switch account and he's already been banned from uh from Switch. From Twitch. Um, uh did I say from Switch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you're thinking of changing your energy providers, you do not want Nicky Papalato. It was really funny because I was I was trying to play I was trying to watch some people playing uh, you know Halo the other night and uh, and it was just a load of people switching over from one gas provider to another I just thought this is really boring <laughs> um, but no you're right it is indeed Twitch that's right he's already been banned from Twitch for saying that Jimmy Tarbuck was a bastard and um, apparently you can't do that on Twitch, so he's now permanently banned. No, well, it's not like he said that... It's Tarbuck. I mean, it's not like he said that Forsyth was a cunt, which, no, he, which he wasn't. He was an absolute gentleman. He was a true gent, wasn't he? Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing, you see. But Nicky, is a, he's a bit of a loose cannon, to be yeah. perfectly honest. So that's hardly surprising that he, uh, you know, that he gets into these kind of digital scrapes. As as big of a, um, I, I guess, an interviewee that mm. Papalado was and mm. is to this day. Um, yeah, we've we've got a we've got another wonderful interviewee who's just joined our room, our live studio. Oh yeah, do you know who it is? I don't know. Tell me, please. It's Michael Jameson from Food <gasps> Review UK. Oh my Christ! That's yep. amazing. That's really good. Is he going to talk to us soon? He's going to talk to us soon, but I'd better do the start jingle and then pretty much immediately after that, um, mm -hmm. I'll do the interview jingle and then... Do, do it, do it. Uh, okay, Sacred Cow Jingle 4. Sacred Cow. Right, that's the start of the podcast. Oh, uh, he has, MJ has messaged in. Uh, he's currently not speaking. How do I? Do he's on as a he... host. But it... All right, do you think when he says he's currently not speaking that he, he'll join the interview, but he just doesn't want to speak? Do you think that's what it means? Um, I think because it says on the call-ins that he's mm. offline, but... Shall I, uh, shall I send him another? Uh, I'll send him another yeah. email. Uh, shall I? Shall I tell a joke while that's going on then? Yeah. Is it food related? Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. Yeah, you you keep him busy with a food joke. Okay. So anyway, so there's this man, and he basically gets washed up on a desert island, and right. um, he's uh, he's got you know there's there's. Uh, He's got no 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 fun at all. There's there's no there's no fun. There's nothing to do. There's there's no um, uh, enjoyment to be had anywhere, and um, and he obviously he's pining for the opposite sex. Uh, and then he hears a dog barking. Okay. And, um, yeah. So the dog's barking, and um, how's it going with our uh, uh, our um, uh, interviewee? 
I think I think he's on, but he's just remaining quiet. Shall I? Yeah, I mean, I'm, if you could hear me now, I'm very eager to hear the punchline. To be honest, unless yeah. it's just a punchline. Do you want me to finish joke. the joke then? Michael? Yeah. Sort of. Oh well. Anyway, so here's the, all right. I'll I'll try and do it really quickly because obviously time is money. But uh, so he's uh, he hears the dog bark and he thinks, oh, there's a dog on the island, uh, and I've got no kind of you know sort of sexual company or anything. So maybe. What I can do is, you know, try and have sex with the dog. So he kind of lifts up its tail, oh. and uh, all of a sudden it turns around and bites him. Um, oh no! Yeah. So, um, so basically he's uh, uh, he runs off and and he's had enough of it. Then he, the next day he thinks, well, I'll have another go. So, um, so basically he tries again, and the same thing happens. Yeah. And. Um, and then basically uh, the next day, a, a beautiful woman comes out the sea and she walks up to him. And naturally, because she's just walked out of the sea, she says, is there anything I can do for you? Um, <laughs> she said, and he says, can you hold on to the dog while I fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was it. That was a joke, yeah. There you go. You'd want to have sex with the woman, really, wouldn't you? Well, you would do, yeah. But the 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 comedy flip at the end, which I I think you know was genius of Mother Teresa Teresa to come up with, was the fact that it actually is the dog he wants to have sex. With. Yeah. But it's an old Mother Teresa joke, you know. She was, uh, yeah. She was such. She was a dirty, dirty bird. I have to say. She kept them all under her bed, didn't she? All, all those rude jokes. And then when she passed away, they they found they her. They all came her, out. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her treasure trove of filth came out <laughs> um should we should we interview <laughs> michael we, please do yeah. we interview michael right i'll yes. play the jingle okay oh here at the sacred cow sam and simon are dedicated to bringing you the listener the most cutting edge conversation that they are capable of delivering as part of this pledge, they put their ears to the ground, their noses to the grindstone, and their voluptuous lips to the microphones, and source the following interview. This is, of course, the interview. Okay, and today we have to interview Food Review UK's very own Michael Jameson. How are you? I'm very, very reasonable. How are you? I'm well, and that's all we can hope for in these strange times. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, uh, Food Review UK is the UK's premier food reviewing YouTube channel at the moment. Um, Some sort I, of claim it, yeah. And I, I saw on, on Ranker.com, that's Ranker with an R, you're ranked 19th in the world for food review channels. Wow. Oh, yeah, I have seen that before. I'm not sure if we've, I think we've, we've always floated roughly around there. I'll have to look at it again now because... Uh, that is amazing. Well, I mean, after, amazing. after this podcast, who who knows? You could get up to seventeenth position with with the huge listenership that we can introduce you to, or, or even twelve. Twelve. <laughs> 12 would Imagine be, I would twelve. Oh, I'd owe you my life. <laughs> now, my first question is: Can we call you MJ? I don't want to. I don't want to start off this sort of segment on the wrong foot. And like, but and like, I don't want to be rude and show my arrogance too much. But I'd actually insist that you do. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna yeah, go with that. MJ. I'm, I'm yeah, up for that. I really like you. it. I think it's a good one. It, it, uh, now you've you've gone by um, some other names on your on your channel. Cause I remember once you you went by Mooj when you were doing some funny phone calls. 
That's correct. Yeah, you've you've delved deep for that one. But yeah, um, I I was doing a prank call once in incoming callers, and just wanted to see if she would actually call me Mooch. She did, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, and now quite a lot of people do just call me Mooch. But but you insist on MJ. I can't call you Mooch. I mean, if like I say, I don't want to be an asshole about it, but you, you absolutely have to call me MJ, and I'll find anything don't, else to deeply offend. Sam, me. don't call him Mooch. You'll just ruin everything. All right, think all right. How, I've think got how hard we've worked for this. You just, you can't you can't Sorry. piss off at the guests. You know, I'm not used to real guests. <laughs> you can't piss Mooch off by calling him Mooch. You have to call him MJ. Okay. Whatever you do, don't get it wrong, like I just did. <laughs> now, um, you, I, I made the mistake on Twitter of calling you Food Review UK. You also run uh, the channel and a podcast with some fruck buddies of yours. Oh, How could we oh. access that? Uh, it is available on all major platforms, uh, to my understanding. I think we've most recently been added to Stitcher, but uh, we're pretty much everywhere itunes whatever your favorite podcast platform is um search for fruck unwrapped it's a food-based sort of variety comedy orientated show um i'm often picked on by my co-hosts there's some quiz action uh, interviews and we talk about food in a fun and light-hearted way wow and that, that's basically what we're trying to do this episode so you should be right at home yeah it should be easy um, now, my first big question for you, um, MJ. When was the first time you tried food? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, um, that normally would be a hard one, but actually, I think that was... Um, well, well, not I think, I'm certain of it, because I remember it so vividly. It was. Um, it was. It must have been around 2001, I think, because um, mm -hmm. I, I think Pokemon Gold had just come out i think it was the same day that pokemon gold came out in the uk um and i was with my father and we were we were traveling to his for the weekend and we stopped into this sort of um i don't know what you'd call it really it's like a collection of services at the side of a motorway um and they had sort of like a station that provides those services yeah exactly there was like there was like different shops there and whatnot and i think one of the shops sold coffee maybe um mm -hmm. But we pulled on into this restaurant that was, I'd never seen it before, but apparently it's quite popular, um, McDonald's. And they had this product called the McFlurry. And it was some sort of whipped ice cream um, with chocolate um, shavings in. And yeah, my father bought me that and I ate it and I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I, you know, I'm going to eat more often. And I, I literally... I'm not sure that a day has gone by where I haven't eaten since then. I think I've eaten every single day. Mm. Yeah, so that was what started it all, really, that that McFlurry it, in a service mm. station. Yeah, I know not everyone's into it, but just it's something triggered in me, and I was like, I mm. really like this food. It's, it's good. Mm. I thought the answer was going to be baby food or, or like breast milk, but you, you what, obviously what took... That? You obviously took quite a long, long time before you, you know, decided that food was going to be a thing for you. So, I'd, I'd honestly just never come across it before. No, well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a niche thing, isn't it? I think you know, quite a lot of people just kind of avoid it, don't they? You know. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean? it's also one of those things that when you find out about it, you sort of see it everywhere. So since then, I see food literally mm. everywhere. 
like co-op sells it tesco i've got loads of it mm. now i do it's... i do wonder um i think i think that you, you know you touched upon breast milk or something like that baby food but i, I mean mcflurry is just ice cream I'm, I'm sure you could make a breast milk mcflurry for a baby if you wanted to get them into food early how would you how would you mix it up would the nipple rotate um, I think so, yeah, because they use the spoon to to rotate it. I mean, we, we've we've come up mm. with a few ideas about breast related foods. In the first episode, we were talking about um, like Tunnock's tea cake bra, like just novelty yeah. factor. Yeah, oh, just a bit of fun, really. Mm. I think you'd have to freeze the nipple in advance, if if not the entire breast. Oh, and it um, would come out as ice cream. Yeah, I think I think you you would have to go for an entire um you know freezing process maybe from the from the navel upwards i think and you know yeah um well if heston bloomen blumenthal 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 how do you say it Blumen blumenthal i think it is that blumenthal um blumenthal. if he's listening he could he could have <laughs> a go yeah um <laughs> i'm yeah. sure he's tried to freeze a woman before in order to to get that yeah. to work that's the kind of thing you do isn't it? yeah if i know heston and i barely do he's probably trying to freeze a breast immediately after listening to this podcast you know he's <laughs> opened his own service station don't you no yeah heston services so uh... wow <laughs> um, mj i'm just looking of... for a tumbleweed um, mp3 to play there but anyway there you go talking of um food combinations What's the best food combination you've ever made yourself? Because I know that's one of the things that you do on your YouTube channel. Mm, yeah, I, I've got a few series where I, like, I've got one fusions where I like combining things. Um, hate to make this a, a McFlurry centric episode, but I did. Uh, <laughs> we don't mind more... a flurry centric episode. <laughs> no, no. Uh, one of the more controversial things I've made was a chicken McNugget McFlurry. Because uh, uh, I, I like dipping chicken McNuggets in McFlurry when uh, when they're available, um, but it wasn't. It didn't go down well with the masses. That one. I'm not sure if I could say it was the best though. Um, I do have a strange affinity for sweet and savoury though. So I like uh, a lot. A lot of people. This is actually genuinely true as well. A lot of people like <laughs> this first bit is genuinely true. A lot of people like tomato ketchup with chicken nuggets and whatnot. Yeah. Um I'm mm. I actually prefer toffee sauce. So I actually wow. have a tub of toffee sauce here. Not here, it's in my cupboard. <laughs> I could get it, but it we wouldn't be able wouldn't to see it. We'll take your word for yeah. it. Exactly. It wouldn't add anything, I think. <laughs> um just the presence of the toffee sauce doesn't doesn't maybe like for confidence. No, um, <laughs> yeah. um so I just have a bottle of that in the in the cupboard for the for the nugs. Um yeah, sweet and savoury is my thing. Okay. I remember, when I was a kid, I, I used to dip the school chocolate brownies in salt. So now, this is post-2001, post-Pokemon post Gold. It mm. was almost immediately after that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed by your French toast, bacon and hash browns in, in your uh, recently uploaded uh, vlog. I was very impressed oh. by that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was that. That was actually really good. I followed a a slightly different recipe of French toast than I normally do, which involved mm -hmm. sprinkling cinnamon and sugar on the bread first, and yeah. then patting it down a bit so the cinnamon stays in instead of clumping up in the egg. Uh, and wow. also something that I'd all I don't know. 
I haven't been cooking long. I've been cooking mm. for probably like seven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I made like eggy bread before then. But something I had always done was mm. left the bread in the egg for quite a while to soak. However, this recipe said that you should almost get it out almost straight away. And that uh. actually made a big difference. It wasn't soggy. And yeah, I don't know why I left it in for so long before. I don't know if I'd been told to do that. but yeah, It seems but... unfathomable that I would make a mistake unless I was told to do it. <laughs> but the rules of absorption, I mean, you know, they're, they're still a mystery to the scientific community, especially in, in different kinds of bread. I mean, if you've ever tried to um, soak a granary loaf in, in egg, you'll be there a long time, but oh, white bread... I did read a good thesis on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got you've got to stay up to date in your field. Um, now, talk coming back to McDonald's. Um, I know we keep returning. Um, my friend Harry from school, he used to slide a hamburger between the patties of a double cheeseburger to make like a triple Big Mac, like a three-story rather than a two-story burger. Have you ever done anything out of the ordinary with a McDonald's? <laughs> Alright, so when when you actually go to edit this, you'll have to edit this out because I'm not. I wouldn't be comfortable with this going out. But yeah, okay. so um, when I was like just after I decided discovering food, I used to stick my penis between the chicken McNugget sandwiches. No. Um, yeah, extra mayo. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, but I didn't. I didn't eat. Well, I'd, uh, I would like to no. say I didn't eat it, um, but I, I I tried not to eat it. But if I was hungry. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's okay, right? So no, well, look, I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah, we've, all, we've... we've all done it, haven't we? So, I mean, let, let, yeah, let's all be met. I mean, I was on a desert it. island and there was this um chicken, chicken burger there, <laughs> <laughs> and a woman came up on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the things I've done in Pret, you know, I mean, just. I mean, sometimes when you see some of those subs, you know, I mean, it's just you, you, you just, you can't hold back, can you? So I mean, no, you just overcome. Well, I mean, quite literally, you know, but I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're very good in the shop about it. You know, they're very understanding. Yeah. You're a regular, but, um, aren't you, down the press? Of course, now you have to be six foot apart from everything. So, uh, Makes you know, challenging, e- e- even I can't reach that far. Hey! <laughs> hey! That was a Nicky Papalado joke. That it was. Uh, hang on, <laughs> you're making up your own punchlines now. Um, MJ. Oh, oh, sorry. Before I forget, um, Michael, your pink um, hoodie with the stains on it. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what the stains are? Um, I would only refer to them as mystery stains. I like uh, it. That's, that's clever. I think yeah. One might be bleach because it is. It's the wrong side of brown to be feces. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it looks almost uh, sort of chemical damaged. So mm-hmm. I think they're chemical based or possibly because it was from eBay and the zip is on the wrong side, which throws you off immediately. It yeah, could of course, have been yeah. damaged in production or something like that. Mm. So and that, how, how exactly would feces get on your um, hoodie then? What 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 would be the uh, the context for that? to happen well I'm, I'm not saying it did but if if it did which i'm saying yeah. it didn't um i can only assume it was it was just quite directly shit on <laughs> oh, okay. just, yeah i mean i wondered if it was like very long in which case somebody might have uh, not pulled it up in time while 
wiping or something. I don't know. Oh, the, the stain wouldn't have made its way all the way through though to the front. It, it would only it would only stain the inside. It would do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just yeah, from yeah. just from my just to add my two cents there from from my personal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, they, thank you. I like the fact that they are mystery stains now because I think uh, the more I watch, the more I can sort of you know sort of guess at what they might have been. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's a mystique to the hoodie for sure. Um, oh, now, talk, talking of shit, um, I, I, I'm going to give you the op opportunity <laughs> to stir some shit now, Michael. Um, oh, do you have a rival food review channel that you could start some beef with just to sort of give the podcast some a, a USP, more of a um, USP? Well, we 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 have had genuine beefs. Is it, I think beefs is the. <clears throat> for of beef, isn't it? Uh, we yeah. have, we have had genuine beefs in the past. Um, I can't even remember their name. Through, oh, one of them's still about. Uh, what's his um, food and vlog UK style? But he's he's pretty harmless. He still uploads mm. videos from time to time. Um, Perry Aid, that was the main one, I think. He he had seemed to have a problem. He just came on our channel and was a bit vicious, um, a bit hypo hypocritical with his um feedback and whatnot. But uh. Yeah, people. There's a, a people say that we're the biggest food review channel, including Blue Va Blue Van Man says this about us. But re realistically, Blue Van Man is bigger than us. And it, whilst he doesn't do exclusively food reviews, he does primarily do food reviews. Uh, people have always wanted, like they've sort of, they've always like they think that there's a feud there. There is no feud between Blue Van Man and Food Review UK. But that's what. That's what people suggest, and it's almost mm. what people want sometimes. Um, mm. We would never do that, though. Blue Van Man is a lovely guy, and um, we've had him on the podcast before, actually. So, yeah, we, we've had feuds, but no plans to start another one. Okay. How would you how would you settle the feud if it was like mano a mano? What what how how would you do that? What 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 you know? What sort of deal really, would you have? I think it can only be settled one way. Yeah. Just drinking water. Yeah, that's that was the first thing I thought actually was the drinking the water. Yeah, very intensely. Maybe even what? reviewing it. Who could who could to... who could drink well, like the smallest com... amount? Yeah, smallest the smallest amount, the longest droplet. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, like, that... so he he could he could maybe have um, like a you know the old film canisters. Like not not like a, a like a photographic film canister. He could maybe do a shot of water in that, and then you could one up him by having a thimble of water, and oh, yeah. it would get smaller and smaller. Yeah, an invert uh, Lego stud. <laughs> so that that's a that's what uh, the common man would call a oneer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a oneer <laughs> in Lego terms. Well, there we are. <laughs> what? What's the next big thing for Frock, MJ? Oh, we're just really eager to, not eager to get out of lockdown, eager to get out of lockdown once it's safe and sensible to do so. Of course. Um, goodbye coronavirus, and then mm. we've um, we've got a few things. Like there's there's a few reviews that I've I've had written down for a while that I'm really eager to do. Like they have a big thing in Australia called uh, for so I don't know why they call it a spider, but they call it a spider which is a frozen carbonated beverage. So in our country, the only real one we have of that is Tango Ice Glass, um, topped with soft serve ice cream. 
Um, so I think the way I would need to do that is go to Odeon, get the ice blast, and then go to McDonald's, which is probably a two-minute walk away. Get and the probably the fourth somewhere. time we've mentioned them. If they want to send some free stuff our way, we'd be happy. They need to be getting some Big Macs out or something, don't they? Mm. <laughs> They're working on it. You can do drive through now, can't you, with, with McDonald's? Not not shooting them, but actually ordering food. You can do <laughs> um, drive-by, sorry. I think there's still only a limited number of stores open. I think it's something like 10. Yeah. Oh. That's enough, though, isn't it? I mean, you know. If you, if you want to get a small fixed. area. Yeah, they yeah. do, don't they? Yeah. I just. Can't Simon, when he goes to prep. Yeah, I can't. I mean, that's the thing for me is once Pret opens again, I'm sorted. You know, once I can get into those, those soft-centered subs, then I'll. So, have you got blue balls at the moment? Is that pretty much so? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just, uh, it's, it's either that or the frozen nipples, uh, flurry <laughs> fantasy. That's, that's, you know, that's all that's yeah, working for me at the minute. So, yeah, we caught him looking at the subway menu. Yeah. And, you and already the heard angle. about the frozen nipples about five minutes ago, though, didn't you? So if it's that service, you since well, that, there was a spell there. where he was quite quiet, MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just you know I was just having a just knocking one out while you guys were talking. But yeah, no, I'm back in. I'm back on the scene again now. So oh, nice. Mm. Well, talking of um, food products to enjoy and especially because you like the sweet and savory MJ we we won an auction for some old old food that was still in its packaging from the 70s and we posted those out to you did you receive them yes i did thank you very kind of you and uh, you got the um, ham pastels or pastilles and yeah. uh, the silky smooth beef classic yeah silky smooth beef classic i have to say i've not seen either of these before but i'm um, very intrigued to try them so we were wondering if you could give us a live review of those um, for for the listeners. Yeah, of course I would. Um, let's have a look. Let's have, let's have a look at the old beef classic first. Um, here we go. Right. So uh, it's like a, it's in a box. So I've not opened it yet. It's um, let's go get into it. Okay. Oh, this is this is this is. Have you got? Do you know? Do you guys know what this is? This is remarkable. What is it's, it? Um, well, it's like, let me just hang on. Oh, the food. Okay. So it's like, mmm. Mmm. So wow. you look at it in the box and it's got this sort of foil packaging around it and it's it's mm. a liquid. You, you try and pick it up and it's like little sheets of liquid that you, you can't pick up with your hands. So I've, I've just scooped some up, put some into my mouth. But as soon as I've started like swallowing it, it's turned into a solid, and then you can crunch it. Hang on, let me have a little bit more. Mm. It's incredible. I have to. It's 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 remarkably grainy and granular. Um, I think, and this is the silky smooth one. Yes, this was the smooth variety. Do they have a different one? Yeah, they had rough, ready, and tough. That is hard to believe because honestly, this is like sandpaper. Um, it's it's yeah, it's like sugary in texture, but uh, it's it's not sweet at all. It's it might even be the most savoury thing I've ever tried. Uh, wow. Hang on, let me just have a little bit more. You sound like you're enjoying it. Mm, it's it's just it's very weird. They look like sheets. They're a liquid. You can't physically pick them up easily. 
and they turn to solid when you're in your mouth. And I, I'm not sure I've ever had anything like it. It's like it's like crushed bugs, the texture of crushed bugs and sugar. Um, oh, wow. And the flavour is intensely, intensely savoury. It doesn't even taste like beef. Let me have a look at oh. the ingredients. What's so, on the back? Where did you get these from? They're literally blank. We got these at um, an auction. I think it was um, Sotheby's. Yeah, we had to bid for them, didn't didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate it. I, I, right, okay, good, brilliant. Um, in looking on the back, it's, it has fallen out all over my desk. Um, that's fine. I'll deal. I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. That's very unique. I've never had anything quite like it, but I'm not not one hundred percent convinced. Stars mm. out of five. Probably a two, to be honest. Okay, two out of five. Wow. Mm. Oh well, I mean, we tried, didn't we? Oh, I mean. oh, it was an incredibly unique experience. I'm very thankful that it's happened. Do you fancy a ham pastel, or do you want to save those? Yeah, we've got the ham pastels here as well. Clint Imperial ham pastels. Right, what have we got here? Three incredible flavours. Ham, bacon and pork chop. Okay, interesting. Pork chop oh. sounds good. Okay. I'd go for the bacon myself. Mm. I, the thing is that the they're just three sort of fairly different shades of pink, so I don't know which one I'm getting. Um, should I pink put is, one of all pink's three? Pink's a good colour. Pick a pink three, one. Yeah. Do it, do, yeah. Test them all out, yeah. I'll do a three bang. Here we go. Right. Yeah. They look, they look exactly like fruit pastels. By the way, hang on. Mm. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Mmm. 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 Okay. This. Mm. Okay. This is more. This is more to my liking than the beef classic. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a texture that I would expect that I'm very familiar with. Has the exact same texture as fruit pastels. Mm -hmm. um, the flavours, I'm not, let me just, hang on, let me just try. I think it was the dark one. Hang on. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So the lighter ones, I think the lighter ones are the pork chop, pork chop and the ham, because they have a very porky texture. And the flavour is very, very pork. It's down mm. the line. It's pork. Um, yeah. Maybe some subtle honey notes from the ham. Um, there's no suggestion that it's a honey roast. And are, are these, no. is this a vintage product? Because it is. It looks old. Yeah, 1970s though. They they were banned um, because um, because they cause um, they cause some kind of like gastrointestinal arthritis or something. But we managed to get some. It was a tapeworm, wasn't it, or something? Some kind of yeah, I don't know. Some... Yeah, some kind of pig tapeworm type thing, you know, that 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 clings on with hooks, um, oh. which apparently people people don't like. Apparently, so that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, they that's true, is it? They actually cause that. I think so. Yeah, I think generally that that was the. You know, um, yeah. I, 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 they were sold as a as a dietary aid, I think, because basically the tapeworm would eat the food that you ate, and so but therefore you wouldn't put on. I think put on any weight. So. In the in the end, they went out of business because um uh, they didn't do enough mm. tests, and it caused the calcification of the gut. So um yeah. people people oh. couldn't eat, but um oh, or live or they couldn't live either. Could they? Yeah, they died oh. badly. Right. 
That is good. I'm glad I had four. Yeah, and don't have the whole one. lot. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I won't eat any more. Especially the, the the dark the, the the two the pork chop and the uh, ham were not too bad. I mm. did isolate the the dark one because uh, it, it has a just. That's a, very a, 2020 a of you to isolate it. <laughs> <laughs> it mm. It's a, it's a, it's a remarkable flavor. You know when uh, you you when you kept cheese in the fridge, yeah, uh, but you don't realize it. So you've for like a couple of weeks subconsciously sort of you'll be aware of a, a smell yeah. building and yeah. then you'll be then you'll realize that you're like oh actually my my fridge absolutely stinks of like rotting um fecal cheese uh it sort of has that flavor to it and it's yeah. what's supposed to be bacon it's yeah it's not any bacon i've ever had um yeah these, these are a bit more up my alley though they're a bit more stomachable i i, I probably mm. won't have any more after hearing about the clawed tapeworm to be honest yeah no probably best not to encourage the tapeworm mm. yeah it could have been in the last one it might not have been in mm. been in the first yeah, maybe one the, and yeah. 40 yeah. years is a long time 50 is even longer actually so um yeah maybe the, maybe the, the tapeworm um, i think they, they might be the eggs might be dormant you know so i mean yeah, you never well, know you might be like there's, yeah. there's always there's always a chance yeah, yeah. But well, uh, I'm mean, good luck with all that. Um, we, I mean, we've got access to to private healthcare, haven't we? So I mean, you know, if there's any problems, we can always sort you out. You know. If, yeah, uh, yeah. Let me know. Actually. If, if there's I'll, any, I'll let you know about my health. Any syndrome attached? To, well, just uh, keep keep us posted on your movements. If if you find um, they're they're becoming yeah. more tarry, then that's probably the tapeworm. Yeah. If on the, if you on could the Bristol scale. Yeah. Just, just get your Bristol chart out. Maybe, maybe, yeah. um, maybe just collect it up with like an old hoodie or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anything that looks like Guinness, any, any, anything Guinness coloured is, you know, you want to be a bit worried about that. Or indeed, yeah. just Guinness. If it's and that just doesn't just out. doesn't just doesn't just go to MJ. That's all of our listeners. I'm not yeah, sure it was it explicitly come... said, but I think I I inferred there that the it should be rooted through um sort of rubbed between the fingers to find any abnormalities yeah well i mean you could make a you could make a whole video out of that just that thing, i mean that's a vlog in and of itself isn't it it could yeah, be a new thing to review steroids. <laughs> get neil neil buchanan in there shaft attack nah, not i'm not shaft attack he's already coming up with fun ideas for the title <laughs> <laughs> Ever the professionalist. We need a star rating for the pastels. Oh, far better. Three. Three stars, ladies and gentlemen. That's encouraging. That's very encouraging. That is. Well, um, MJ, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Thank you for reviewing those dangerous products. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, listeners, make sure you check out Food Review UK on YouTube. Check out uh, the podcast. It's available on was it was it stitched stitched stitcher? I think on a, I genuinely think it's pretty much everywhere. Google all definitely. over the show. Yeah, <laughs> your favourite podcast provider slash Google failing that. And what's it called? So that they they Google it. Just food yeah, review. Yeah, Fruck Unwrapped um, or Food Review UK. You'll you'll find it some somewhere like that. Okay, and um, hopefully Hammer Eleven, uh, Sharma, 
and um, Arburi, Hobo Chilin, and Dr. Soravara, um, our mm-hmm. listeners, can, can tune in. Yeah, brilliant. Live listeners is a lovely thing. Hello, live listeners. Um, but also, if you're listening to this on playback, hey to you too. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much, MJ. That Thank you for having me. Good luck with the rest of the show. Pleasure. Guys. Cheers. Bye, Thank mate. you very much. The pleasure is all mine and the meatball stuff. Bye now. Bye. 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 Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Um, I very, I very much enjoyed that. That was, that was very entertaining. Yeah, I did. Lots of McDonald's, uh, lots of uh, feces. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> it was, it was the ideal interview really wasn't it was it? a good ratio wasn't it of um of shit mm. to mcdonald's would you like to hear about the top three cruelest foods now yes please simon okay then right uh and uh, and there's a jingle that goes with it so uh just give me a second it's the top three cruelest foods it's the top three cruelest foods don't eat these they're the top three cruelest foods don't eat them at all. They're the top three cruelest foods. Here's the top three cruelest foods now. It's the top three cruelest foods. These are the top three cruelest foods. You better not eat them. Those are the top three cruelest foods. No, don't eat them. They're horrible. Don't eat them. Wow. There you go. I really enjoyed that jingle. It was good, wasn't it? So you're all ready to hear about the top three uh, uh, cruelest foods then? I'm I'm so ready after that jingle. Top three cruelest foods. Here we go. Uh, Number three. Um, is foie gras. The production of foie gras is considered by some to be unusually cruel because the birds are force-fed a corn mash through a metal tube several times a day so that they gain weight and their livers become ten times their natural size. Force-feeding sometimes injures the esophagus of the bird, which may lead to death. All right, so that's foie gras. Have you ever had foie gras? I haven't because I'm a vegetableist. Ah, I've had it before. It's delicious. It's it? like it's like kind of pate, but sort of very, very buttery pate. And if you have it on a brioche bun, it's absolutely delicious. It sounds decadent. I tell you what, um, Simon, after this lockdown, my liver might be might be ten times its natural size. Um, <laughs> well then you wanna watch yourself. You been, might have been, been drinking. Just drinking a lot. Ah, well, there you go. You see, I don't know. I don't think they get the geese or whatever it is to, I can't remember. I didn't do my research properly. Ducks or sparrows or something. I don't think they, uh, <laughs> they feed them alcohol. I think they just give them the corn mash, but yeah, they could give them some Guinness. Yeah, season, season them up with some, with some Guinness or indeed shit that takes on the consistency of Guinness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To, to continue the theme. Um, right. Are you ready? Number two. Ha- hashtag shit like Guinness. Absolutely, yes, on the Bristol scale. Right, in at number two is the Autoland bunting. So uh, the birds are caught with nets uh, set during their autumn migratory flight to Africa. They are then kept in covered cages or boxes. The birds react to the dart by gorging themselves on grain, uh, usually millet seed until they double their bulk. Um, reputedly, in the old days, Roman emperors stabbed out their eyes in order to make the birds think that it was night time. Uh, the birds are then thrown into a container of armagnac, which drowns and marinates the birds. And then what you do is you roast them 
whole for eight minutes, then you pluck them. And then if you're eating them, you put them feet first into your mouth while holding the bird's head. And normally what you do with an autolam bunting is you put a, a, a large napkin or towel over your head, which is supposed to keep all the steam from the autolam bunting uh, sort of, you know, so you can inhale it. But apparently it also suggests that uh, you're shielding um, the decadent and disgraceful act from God's eyes as well. So there's oh, two okay. different explanations there. Yeah, yeah. So sort of like a Roman vaping ritual. That, that is exactly it. The hot, steamy oil of the autolam bunting. They're only little. Um, yeah, I thought an eight-minute cook time would, would suggest like um, quite like a, a bird the size of a thrush, perhaps, or... Yeah, but I mean, would you want thrush in your mouth? <laughs> do you see what I mean? <laughs> no, nobody wants that, do they? No, we could do without a case of that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no amount of cream that will uh, that will uh, sort that lot out with it. So uh, anyway, do you want to hear about number one? Yeah, most of all. Right. So top top cruelest food of all time is the Corsican hare, which is also known as the Apennine hare or the Italian hare. And it's a species of hare which is found in southern and central Italy and Corsica. And do you know what they do to it? No. This is what they do. I'm reading this again off Wikipedia. They set up an elaborate trap involving the building of a small enclosure from mud and branches with an entrance baited with grapes and berries. The enclosure is shut and the animal is encouraged to settle in a small home structure with small bedding area, living area and food preparation area. The hare lives there for up to a week before a letter is sent to it with a promise of ultra-fast fibre optic broadband. Okay. Various okay. adverts for Netflix and other streaming services are posted to the hare's home, uh, building its hopes up. Then the, the hare is initially excited, only for a local to come round and explain that this is copper broadband because the exchange cabinet is situated outside the enclosure and the promised high speeds were optimistic. However, there are a number of competitive packages available. All right. Then what yeah. they do is a day or so later, the hare receives news that a gym has opened with an introductory free trial and complimentary mountain bike as an inducement. But when the hare arrives, he discovers that the bike is not available due to a problem with suppliers and that the free trial only extends to the running machines, uh, the bikes and the weights. Oh, uh, and then finally, if that weren't bad enough, the hare is encouraged to contribute to a Kickstarter campaign to fund a third series of Hyperspace, which, if you remember, was the Nick Frost sci-fi sitcom. But the money uh, that is raised never quite reaches the figure that's required and the show is never made. My gosh. And then they cut his head off and boil it. See, I, so there oh, you go. That's torturous, isn't it? That is definitely the cruelest one. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine that? You know, you're going to get the, the, the broadband and then it doesn't turn up and then there's the, the gym. Oh, well, there's a 14-day wait before they can actually hook it up. Yeah. Lord knows what they're doing with that. And then as soon as the fibre optic reaches the box outside, they promised you 60 megs a second, but yeah. I'm hovering around 20, so I'm... Whew. Yeah, I mean, I it's so it. cruel, isn't it? I mean, the, the ingenuity of human beings to cause cruelty to animals just so that they could get a, a meal. But there yeah. you go. So there, there's there's the top three. I thought number one would have been that um, 
that Japanese fish where they deep fry the back half of it and its head still alive as you eat it. But um, you know the the yeah. hair. No, it very wasn't cool. That one. Do you want me to play the jingle again as we come out of this? Yes, please. Okay, I want to emerge from it. All right. It's the top three. Curious Waves. It's the top three. Curious Waves. Danny Beast. They're the top three. Curious Waves. Danny and them at all. They're the top three. Curious Waves. It's the top three. Curious Waves now. It's the top three. Curious Waves. These are the top three. Curious Waves. You better not eat them. This is the top three. Curious Waves. No, Danny Gun. They're horrible. Don't eat them. There you go. So there you go. Well, that's that's my little section about the top three crews. Thanks for that. I, I feel that's educated. Right. Now I've got <clears> a, no a, I've got a dirty Geordie um, who's oh, yeah. who's got some recipes for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna combat your cruelest foods with a dirty Geordie, if I may. Yes, of course. Right. Well, he comes with a, a jingle. Excellent news. Dirty Geordie saved my life. Dirty Geordie. Show me the way. If you want to know what food is nice, you must listen to what the Geordie says. Eat potato, eat your cheese. Thank you, Dirty Geordie. Only cook my recipes. Thank you, Dirty Geordie. Get down on your hands and knees. Thank you, Dirty Geordie. Right, and then we'll edit this bit out as I um as I play the recipes recording, okay? Hello, Sam and Simon. It's the Dirty Manly Geordie here. Um, got a couple of recipes for you, so let's jump in. Step one, piping hot pan. Gas, electric, or barbecue is fine. Mine's electric. Next step, vegetable oil. If you've run out of vegetable oil, or olive oil if you're southern, you can split four or five cod liver oil capsules as a standard like I have. Once that's smoking, whack your protein in. My local butcher had tripe going cheap, so with the savings, I got a bit of veal too. I let that sizzle, simmer pop for a spell, and uh, you can use this time to go out to the fridge where I'll be getting my cheese. Now I've gone with a simple cheddar, but you can use any cheese that's a good melter. No Panero halloumi in here, lads. Once your meats have gone brown from a red colour, it's time to put in a lump of cheese. There's no need to grate it. The hotness of the pan will do that for you. Stir with anything close by. I'm using a wood item because a metal item would get hot. Just wait until it mixes up and incorporates. And bang! Cheese and veal. Tripey meal. Next up, it's as simple as one, two, three. And it's nice and easy. One, two, three. No heat involved, so it's a nice one for the children. Take a big cob or loaf and slice it into slices. Next, get your butter or flora if you're a veganist. Using a non-sharp knife of metal, spread on your butter or spread. Finally, grab your pot of honey from the back of the cupboard and check the date because cheap honey goes out of date and you rarely use it. Use the same metal non-sharp knife to get some honey um, as that saves you on washing up time, so do that. And spread that honey on your bread and butter or spread nothing else on your bread and flora if you're a veganist. And bang! Bread and butter, honey supper. Oh, bread and butter, honey supper. Wow. There you go. That was, that was ex and, and who was that again? Uh, that was uh, the dirty, dirty, hairy, manly Geordie. Ah, oh, is he like the sort of dirty bikers kind of? But yeah, sort, sort of like a filthy biking, hairy, manly, uh, sweaty Geordie. 
He was very good, wasn't he? He certainly knows his stuff. Yeah, he knows that uh, when honey's left at the back of your cupboard for years and you forget about it and it's cheap, it can go out of date. It can do, yeah. But the thing is that, you know, in, in this day and age, we, we must make ends meet, really, mustn't we? Yeah, I think that's the idea of his recipes, you know, sort of getting around to cooking with the stuff that you never really use. Mm. He had a great accent as well. That was the best, the best Geordie accent I've heard. I think it was very convincing because he's actually from Geordieland. He was from Geordieland, wasn't he? Which is near Sunderland, isn't it? Yeah, Sunderland, Geordieland. It and they don't connect. like each other, do they? The Geordielanders and the Sunderlanders don't like each other, do they? And they keep having beefs. Oh, beefs. It's beefs. Beefs. Yeah. I was that MJ came up with that name, Beefs. Yeah. That was brilliant, yeah. But uh, no, I, was, I really enjoyed that. Well, I'm glad. Um, I, do you know what? <laughs> I'm glad to. <laughs> it almost felt like the effort of making it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I might just abandon it. No, as you say, once you've edited it into the the recording, you might be able to fucking hear it. No, but I, I it did sound a little bit like I was in a station and uh, <laughs> I was on the tannoy system. But then that was quite nice because I then imagined I was on a station platform and i was going somewhere so and the soothing geordie was teaching you how to cook honey how to cook yeah that's right you know what we haven't done yet we haven't done anything about ashley tisdale oh well i tell you what i've got a lovely little tisdale connection coming up should we do it have you really yes please now, mm. Ashley Tisdale, beloved actress. Now, I mentioned the other week that Ashley mm -hmm. Tisdale had a pet dog. Can you remember its name? Uh, was it Charles Manson? No, it was Ziggy Stardust. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Do you remember Bowie was her biggest influence? Um, yes, of course. I can tell that from the music, yeah. What I didn't say was that Ashley actually has two dogs. Mm. And um, Ziggy's got a little sister dog, and her name is after um, Ashley Tisdale's favourite food. So she named her dog Sushi Susie. <gasps> wow. Yeah, so we've got Ziggy Stardust and Sushi Susie. So imagine her up the park after lockdown, calling yeah. after her dogs, Sushi Susie or Ziggy Stardust. Wow, we can only dream about that, really, can't we? Well, yeah, I I dream about it often, haunted by it. Uh, do you know a lot of people? A lot of people, right? So I went a bit Michael Caine there. A lot of people. A lot, you know, a lot of people, right? You are only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. You know, he never said that. Did he not? No, he said you're only supposed to blow the doors off. But he didn't say the bloody doors. Oh. <gasps> And rude it's, people added in a blue word. Yeah, it's just like in in Zulu, uh, he never he never says "Don't you throw bloody spears at me." Did he so not? He, no, he doesn't say that either. That's that's just an urban myth. Um, so what were we talking lies. about? We were doing we were doing Ashley Tisdale, and um, yeah. I was talking about Sushi Susie and Ziggy Stardust, her dogs. And where did we? How did we get Michael Caine in there? Well, you started saying something. It was not like a lot the... of people know this. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, we get it now. Yeah, um, not a lot of people know that sushi is the round stuff with rice, right? And sashimi is when you have the raw fish. 
So yeah, a lot the of people ones. just say sushi is the whole thing, but actually there's sushi, you know, like California rolls and things, and then there's sashimi. So. And, and anyone that says that who's listening, you're a fucking philistine, because I think everyone should call them correctly. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, do we want listeners that can't tell the difference between those two? I mean, both of us read The Guardian, don't we? So, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we expect our, our listenership to read The Guardian too, to be perfectly honest. And if not, we'll fucking cancel you. Absolutely, we'll cancel your subscriptions. Um, now... <laughs> we won't uh, send the money back either. Yeah, we'll keep it and, and spend yeah. it on charities. And do you know what? <laughs> what? Some, some, you know, sushi often says, is, is it the best um, of the Japanese... Uh, rice and um, fish and other vegetable uh, dishes in the Japanese restaurant. Yeah. And sushi isn't even the best rice and fish and vegetable dish on the plate. <laughs> I wondered what could be smaller than the restaurant. Because yeah. I, was, I was thinking that like, you were going to go Japan and it wasn't even the best one in the restaurant, but you went with no. the restaurant first. Yeah, uh, oh, that was lovely. Hand, I've got a handful of straws in my hand at the minute, and I'm clutching at them. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, two more, two more Tisdale things. Then I promise I'll stop. Um, okay. Ashley Tisdale has a vegetarian diet, but has spells of being a vegan. Oh. And uh, this is particularly easy for her because she has a natural allergy to dairy. Ah. Now, she loves pizza without cheese on it, and also her favourite restaurant in the whole world is a Japanese restaurant in Los Angeles called Shabu Shabu. Oh, And that's absolutely true. I, I, did, I was on the fan forums. Someone came through with a fake account for me. Um, I'm not going to be a cock with this one. No, um, of course not. You're not going to do that, do you? No. No, I should, I, I should fight the, the compulsion to be a cock on the Ashley Tisdale forum. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't forgive you for that, would she? No, no, especially not after the notoriety that this podcast has gained me within the uh, Tisdale fan community. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I got an email through about you, Simon. Did you really? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, let me let me get it up. Let me. Mm. Yeah, um, Letitia yep. from Bleen. Don't know where that is. Has Bleen. 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 B l e a n. That's not a place. Might be a place. She's from could, there, so... Could be in Ireland, couldn't it? Yeah. Sounds... Letitia from Blaine. Yeah, that works. Um, what does she have to say for herself, well, then? She's asked if the following story about you is true. She says, Simon, in 1997, mm. you gatecrashed a beachside barbecue party in Reculver with my family, consisting of my grandparents and young ones. You claimed mm. that my grandpa should take his spatula and, quote, give it here, big boy, and let a real man barbecue for you. Mm. After taking off your vest due to the heat of the coals, you appeared mm. to drop some of the food through the bars and into the hot flames, but hid behind the lid of the barbecue. Mm. After some sleight of hand, you produced some burgers for everyone and left very quickly. My grandpa started to choke on a square of cheese, and I shouted up the beach about you choking him with your cheap cheese that you added after burning our premium cheese as you mm. dropped it onto the hot coals whilst taking your vest off. You shouted in reply, 
It's not cheese, you fucking tit. It's my yellow post-it notes. <laughs> Is that true? It does sound very, very convincing. Um, I have to say, a, a lot of that does kind of jog a lot of memories for me. However, I would never take my vest off. So, oh. so no, that's the key thing. You see, everything else sounds plausible, but I would never take my vest off. Um, as it happens, I do have the post-it notes in front of me. They're oh, give them a ruffle. And I've written uh, R uh, F R U K unwrapped on there to remind me to listen to uh, to MJ's podcast. So, um, so that bit of the story is true. The podcast bit, but not the vest bit, I'm afraid. So there you go. Oh well. And the barbecue. Do you care to say anything about the barbecue? Did you did you burn the cheese? I never burn the cheese. <laughs> a lot no. of people who know me would know I, in quotes, never burn the cheese. Oh. Yeah, so that's all bollocks, Letitia, sorry. And yeah. my lawyers will be contacting you very soon about that. Well, Letitia, watch out, because Simon's lawyer's a harsh bastard. Absolutely, he is, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's got most of his teeth missing and, uh, and, and a metal plate somewhere so he's, he's oh, oh i thought you meant bastard. to eat off of because this is a food one <laughs> now in his head he's got a metal plate in his head yeah. <laughs> bloody hell this man means business he eats from metal plates absolutely yeah he's a, he's a bastard in that respect um what what have we got left to do have we got time to for me to do some cooking or you've got is, your cooking uh, demonstration because you've got that little uh not a con is it a convection hob to do your demonstration on? Yeah, no, I've got everything set up in front of me at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's give them a cooking demo. Has it got a jingle? It has got a jingle. Yeah, just give me a second while I get me uh, get me jingle sorted. Here we go. Here it comes, cooking with Simon in his kitchen. He's gonna make something nice for you to eat. Mmm. There you go. Does that sound good? Yeah, it does. I, I'm licking my lips and rubbing my tum tum. Right then, okay. I'm just, I'm just getting all me stuff, me, me sort of mise en place sorted. Uh, here we go. Got me pots and pans and things all sorted. Uh, okay then. So what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be making baked beans on toast for everyone. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just getting, I'm just getting all my stuff together. Um, but I'm going to be doing a, a modern twist on an old classic. Okay, so uh, it's a bit like, you know, James Martin when he does his cooking for people, his, like, demonstrations, but I, I'll, I'll just get on with it while everyone's listening, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so basically uh, it's a modern twist on an old classic. So for the bread, uh, you're going to need something called volulva flour. Yeah, I know what it sounds like, but it's not that. It's called volulva flour. Hang on, you're making your own punchlines here. <laughs> I am, aren't I? Yeah, it's volulva flour, and it's Peruvian. It's a cousin of spelt, and uh, what they do is they crack the grains between yak plot bricks, all right? So special bricks made out of yak feces. Um, you can get them in Shoreditch, um, and basically the shop, and if you get them in the shop, they'll crack it for you if you feel a bit squeamish. Um, but yeah, so you're going to need uh, volulva flour to do it. Um, and then what you do is you you let the you let the the dough stand. There's there's no need for kneading, um, no kneading needed. There's literally no need to knead. And then you leave it in a Peru a Peruvian proofing bowl or a waka waka, it's called. Um, everyone will be very impressed. And when it's done, you'll have nothing left to prove. 
<laughs> All right. I thought I was just tapping some stuff out there, just knocking a few lines out while we speak. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, so basically you bake it in uh, an oven, in a hot oven for 45 minutes or on a warm patio hovel or you leave it near a south-facing skylight. Anything like that will be fine um, and, uh, and and it'll be, it'll be great. Now, the beans, you're probably wondering about what I'm going to do with the beans. Well, basically, I'm going to be using puffed green lentils. Okay, and now this is a southern French technique. It's known as lentille vert de souffle, okay? And basically what happens is they take an individual lentil and place it over a farm boy's nozzle and then uh, give it a small puff of compressed air and it takes about eight hours to produce about a kilo of these lentils. Um, the, the farm boy needs constant encouragement because his nozzle can get clogged with lentil hair. Um, but you, you can get them already uh, uh, pre-puffed in Shoreditch if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the sauce for the beans, you'd imagine that would be just tomato, but I, I'm going to go a bit left field here. So what I'm doing at the minute is I'm making a salmon egg compote with a tomato stalk reduction. And for colour, I'm using red fox placenta. Oh, okay, that's a bit Hugh Fanny witting stallish, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I've copped a lot of ideas from him. Um, in terms of flavour, I'm going for a kind of a fishy tart with a prolonged mouthfeel, right. and I'm going to uh, and finishing on the back with sticky sweetness. Um, <laughs> I would too. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can get that in Shoreditch if you if you look hard enough. <laughs> uh, and, or in any uh, good threat. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. I think my uh, my uh, cooking um, uh, thing has uh, just stopped. Let me start it up again. Uh, okay. So um, so yeah. So we're coming to the end of the recipe now. Um, what you do is you you take your slice of uh, volva bread and you toast it for no more than about three minutes on each side. Now, once you've done that, now I like to put yak butter on on the bread, but you could mm. use squirrel lard, dolphin marge or just lip dripping, if you want. Um, and you can get that in Shoreditch too. So uh, so if you if you, if you you can track down some lip dripping, then uh, definitely go for that. Shouldn't be too hard. It shouldn't be too hard. It is tough sometimes to get hold of some lip dripping, but uh, you know, um, it's, it's, always, it's always available if you know where to look. Um, but yeah, so there, there's my uh, modern twist on an old classic. Baked beans yeah. on toast. Wow, I wonder what the old school would think to that because, you know, if you, if you, you know the kind that are scared and, and um, uh, sort of bemoan the PC brigade. I mean, God, I yeah. mean, what would what would they have to say about all those kind of, um, I, I want to say ethnic ingredients, but then, like to be honest, everyone belongs to an ethnicity, so I don't really know what that means. Well, you see, the thing is, we all live in Shoreditch now, so I mean, the point is, it's so easy to get hold of these uh, ingredients. I mean, you know, I, I remember in the 1970s when you couldn't get uh, balsamic vinegar, you know, and um, and now it's everywhere, you know, now. You know, every supermarket, every uh, you know garage, every um, every newsagent's, every library yeah. has right. um, has balsamic vinegar. So I mean, the thing is, it's you know, it's easy enough to find these ingredients if you just get your fucking finger out and look for it. You know, 
Um, yeah, get get your finger out and get your lip dripping. Get get your lip dripping. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've spent you know weeks looking for lip dripping, but you know, once you find it, you know, you've got it. You know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, the the other thing is, is that some people just forget the names of these things, you know, and they're too embarrassed to go in delis to ask for them, you know, yeah. and the number of, you know, and you forget an ingredient, the number of times that, you know, I've had lip dripping on the, on the tip of my tongue and I've just all, all of a sudden remembered what it is, you know, so. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It reminds so, me of that first week when Callum from Leeds, um, he, he messaged me the other night and said he went into um, a deli two meters apart. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and he asked for a um, chia butter. Uh, chia um, butter, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. They had no fucking clue what he was on about. Oh, that's no good, is it? I mean, you know, if he'd come to Shoreditch, he would have... Uh, yeah, they probably don't we, have that up in Leeds. They probably don't have Shoreditch in Leeds, no, I don't think uh, they do. Would you like to try some of this baked beans on toast? Yes, please. There you go. What do you Ooh. think then? Very, very yeasty. It is very yeasty, isn't it? Yeah, I thought you, that would be the Vololva yeah. uh, flower uh, yeah. coming through. It's almost through like it's had a yeast, on, on yeast injection or something. Yeah, or a yeast infection. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's definitely um, it's, it's definitely good. up there. Yeah, but up um, where? But... <laughs> up there. Of course, I, I used to have a I used to have a, a cousin who was a a gynecologist he's he's retired now but he, he likes to keep his hand in so yeah you know yeah we go back a long way he does too but there you go um <laughs> anyway so we'll we'll come out of that with the uh um with the uh uh jingle and yeah, we'll um out with the jingle we'll come out with the jingle yeah here it comes cookie with simon in his kitchen he's gonna make something nice for you to eat well, there you go then. That 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 I think is 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 well. I say that's that. Is is that it? I'm not sure. I no, I think, think it's, uh, it's nothing we haven't covered, really, is there? We've covered the lot. We've gave it a, a solid dousing. We haven't we? And and we've had somebody calling in, so that's good. And uh, I'm a bit disappointed though. Well, what was that? Well, Wazahat said that he would be here. He promised us. And he would tell us how many words he'd grabbed this week, and he hasn't, he hasn't phoned in. Should we, should we just leave it for a little bit and just see if he calls in? Yeah, yeah, I've got a jigsaw in here that right. needs doing. Yeah, right. I've got some, I've got a, a, a few little bits of uh, some washing up. laptop. So yeah, so let's just leave it for a little bit and see if he calls in. Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to call in, is he? No, he's taking ages. If he is, yeah. Should we leave it there? I think we'll just leave it there. But I mean, we've left a wazahat-shaped space, haven't we? Um, in 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 amongst that. So if he does call in, then obviously we can fit him in there. We'll edit. We'll edit it in. Yeah. We'll edit wazahat in. Yeah. But um, well, I've certainly enjoyed today's uh, podcast. It's it's been a joy and a pleasure. As always. I have too. Um, and if wazahat want, wants to send us an audio um, audio bit, then uh, he can he can listen in. On um on Spotify on iTunes and uh, any other podcast provider, Acast, Acast, um, Podbean, Podbean, Acast, uh, yeah. I'm not on that stitchy, iTunes, stitchy one that MJ mentioned. No, we should get onto that one too, because um, 
That sounds yeah. like a good one, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. He seemed very proud of it as well. It seems quite prestigious. Um, yes. Right then. Um, I think well, that's probably it then, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to put the uh, the jingle to take us out of it on then? Uh, just trying to find it, mate. Yeah. I'll I'll just I'll just I could do another joke to fill in time. Oh, that's your long lost video games. Ernest do you want me to do a joke? Yeah, you end it end it on a joke. All right. So I was in the pub the other day, and the number two came in, followed by a plus sign, followed by the number one, followed by an equal sign, followed by the number four, and I thought that doesn't add up. Bye, Simon. Bye, Sam. Bye, listeners. Bye. Good night. Bye, all of you. Good night. God bless. Take care. You Out haven't there. played the jingle yet, have you? That's why we're still talking, I think. I'm still trying to... I've got... Oh, you don't realise how many jingles I've got on here, man. Dirty oh, Geordie. Get, get your fucking jingles sorted out, man. Because, like, you know, like, we could be here for, like, years trying to... For you trying to find your fucking jingles, mate, you know? Sacred cow. Right. Bye for now. Bye. See you next time. See ya.